Welcome to the Hoops and Huddle podcast. I am Malika, and today I am joined by Justin Patton and Dime Dropper. Um, we will be reviewing the top point guards all time. Today's episode includes Dime Dropper because he is literally, I believe you're on the 70s now in your dime machine, right? So I love his knowledge and history of the game. I think it's perfect to kick off this project. Uh, by having Dime Dropper join us for to talk about the 60s and 70s top point guards all time for this particular, I know and we know in NBA eras sometimes eras are just a decade, but we are combining them for this exercise. We're doing 60s and 70s tonight. Um, we're going to do 80s and 90s for the next episode, and then we're going to do 2000 and the 2010. Um, and then we're going to do all time. Um, and so that is the order. Uh, the fact that you're listening to this or viewing this means you can watch the next one, then the next one, and then the next one, because we're dropped them at once. So I'm going to let Justin and Dime introduce themselves, and then we'll get started talking about, um, we're going to start off with, basically, before I go there, we're going to do tiers one through four, and we're going to list out tiers, um, starting off with tier four. So go ahead to Justin and Dime, introduce yourselves, and then we'll get started. What up, everybody? This is JP. That's my second appearance on the Hoops and Huddle podcast. I am grateful because I really enjoy this podcast. I'm a huge fan of it. So I'm just honored and grateful to be on here. And also, I'm ready to talk history because I love history. So, Dime. Um, my name is, well, people call me Dime Dropper in, in Hoop Circles. Um, this is actually the first Hoops and Huddle since I met Malika in real life. So that's awesome. <laughs> Second of year. Uh, overall, um, the last time she had me on was to talk about the Clippers. And so I'm a Clipper fan, LA sports content creator. So you can find me on YouTube, Dime Dropper, my podcast, Dime Dropper. It's almost all LA sports, uh, LA basketball during the season. But I will talk about other teams. And in the playoffs, I talk about every team. And the way Malika and Justin and I have really come together is through our shared love of the history of the game and the dime machine she mentioned in the beginning of the show is my process of trying to learn everything i can about the history of the game and doing it in a way where i start from bill russell's rookie season and go all the way down it takes a long time with all the work i put in i try to watch every game try to get you know newspaper clippings all this kind of stuff and right now i'm in the 1971 72 season so my knowledge is still a little limited at the last eight years of the decade but I think it'll be enough for this. And if you want to follow me on that journey, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, at Dime Dropper Pod, find me. Cool. Thank you guys for introducing yourselves. Um, we're going to start off with Tier 4. Um, again, we're combining the 60s and 70s. And for Tier 4, four players. My four are Nate Archibald, Dave Bing, Gail Goodrich, and JoJo White. Those are my tier four and it took me all day just to get down to this this list. I removed Hal Greer because he's kind <laughs> um, but um, what do you I'm curious what would you guys say yours and then we'll have a discussion on our choices. You go first Justin. Yeah so this one was very difficult you know you just mentioned Jojo White and um, 
um uh, who was the other one um uh Hale Goodwitch yeah so this one was really tough so I included ABA people because ABA was right there doing yeah. that time yeah. with the NBA so I have um Dave Bing I have Nate Archibald I have Matt Calvin and then my last one I have is Jimmy Jones Oh, these are good names, dude. These are good names. Jimmy Jones and Matt Calvin are are, are great. I, 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 I have Matt on my list. I did have um the Matt. On, I I just removed him. I think. Um, uh, I had him on my list, but hey, um, that's a good list. That's a good list. I it's, appreciate it. It's man. I totally forgot we were doing ABA last minute when I made my. <laughs> although it would have been hard for me to. Like, I, there's not, even though I was very uh, happy with the names you had, Jimmy Jones and Matt Calvin, I would have to actually kind of sit down and, and think, do they replace the guys on my list? But Malika, we had a couple of the of common ones, and I think with Justin as well. So we all mentioned JoJo White in Tier 4? I, I did. Um, Yeah, I think we did. Justin didn't have him, right? I didn't have JoJo White, though, but that was a good name to bring so, up. So JoJo White is in there for me. Dave Bing, I know Malika mentioned him. Did you mention him too, Justin? Oh yes, Dave Bing, yes. So we all have Dave Bing in tier four. So I have Dave Bing, Jojo White. Um, the other two guys I went with were Lenny Wilkins, one of them, and Norm Van Leer. Yeah. I could have thought about Freddie Lewis, Jimmy Jones, and Matt Calvin, but I went with Norm Van Leer, honestly. Uh, I was thinking about Calvin Murphy. Um, mm. but I know a little bit I more was about going through, yeah, Calvin, Calvin Murphy. Calvin Murphy. Uh, yeah. I went with Norm Van Leer. So my yeah. tier is Norm Van Leer, Lenny Wilkins, JoJo White, and Dave Bing. Hey, good name on uh, No Van Leer, because a lot of people really sleep on No Van Leer. So great yeah. job on that. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, I... Yeah, I feel like we each have different lists. I thought we were going to have more common <laughs> and it wouldn't be as hard to get down to because a part of me is thinking we should agree on the four before we move on to the three. Um, we have very diverse lists. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, funny thing is, I do want Nate Archibald on this list. I think he belongs in the, I think he belongs in the top 10 of this era. Oh, he's in, he's um, in the list. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So actually, let's just let's go through. Let's go to tier three, because I think we're so diverse. We may have overlapping. May, we're overlapping. <laughs> we may have I, I have an idea of how we're going to get how we're going to do that. Um, Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, let's go to tier three. I'm going to give you my tier three. My tier three is Lenny Wilkins, Casey Jones and Matt Cowan. Ooh, so you got Matt Calvin in there. You got Matt Calvin in there, okay. I have him in there. I just have him at I have him on tier three. I think I don't know. I, I when when I look up look him up, I just I was like, he looks like he belongs in three. <laughs> um yeah, so that's those are my three. You guys go. Um my tier three, I do have Lenny Wilkins in my tier three. Um Bob Cousy, um, even though he retired in 63 but he's still I will we'll discuss about Bob Cusick but I got him on my tier three and then my last one I have is um uh Louis Dampier uh Dampier I, I hopefully I pronounced it right Dampier I yeah, think I pronounced it 
man see so this is the tricky part right with with um I wanted to mention this. It's very important I mentioned this for a, a show about point guards in the 60s and 70s. One thing I've learned about studying this era is the differentiation between a point guard and a shooting guard. Like, that wasn't yeah. a yeah. It was just guard. Guards, so, yeah. You saw a lot of combo guards. You saw a lot of guys that would be, like, a point guard's height playing shooting guard, like smaller backcourts. So there's guys that were saying they're point guards based on their play style. Like, clearly, Lenny Wilkins is a traditional point guard. Bob Cousy yeah. is a traditional point guard but for example i don't have earl monroe on my list only because we kind of came to like a pre-production agreement that he comes up as more of a two when he was traded to uh new york so yeah. earl monroe would 100 percent be on my list just for anyone yes. Earl monroe fan he was on mine bluntly okay. he was on mine yes, because that's sure. what i said about magic i took him off Right. I, I look at Gail Goodrich as somebody and Louis Dampier as guys that are thought of as more score first guards. So I didn't have Gail Goodrich or Louis Dampier on my list because Louis Dampier and Gail Goodrich are like the best shooters, you know, that I've That's heard of. That's a good point. That's the um, argument for when we consolidate. Right. So yeah. here's my tier three. Um, I went with Tiny Archibald. So I guess we had Lenny Wilkins and Tiny switched um, for so far. And then I went with Hal Greer because... He was the only player besides Oscar and Jerry, if I'm not mistaken, to be an all-star every single season from 1961 all the way to 1970. His longevity is incredible. And I think he was the leading scorer on a, on a championship team in the playoffs with, with Philly. We're doing shooting guards next. And then, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so that's my three. And then Bob Cousy. So Cousy, Hal Greer, yes. and were my three. Yes, Dom. We agree on Bob Cousy. Yes. <laughs> Okay, yes. uh, Justin. Did, I mean, did I miss? Am I crazy? Did you did you do yours? Yes, I, um, I did mine. I said Lenny Wilkins, Bob Cousy, and Louis Dampier. You did, you did. That was just my blanking for a second because y'all said Bob Cousy. And <laughs> let's no, you'll see why. I, I need help with tier two. Um, I think you guys may have just helped me with tier two. Um, because I have Bob Cousy on tier two. Uh, look at his career, and I know that he retired in '63, and that was the hard part. It was like this is not the '50s. This is the '60s. '60s through the seven, and he was one of the greatest point guards. It felt wrong not to have him anywhere in here, even though he retired early. I, I was like, well, it's it's different than Magic. Is Magic only played a half a season in '70? He played '79, but only through December 31st, and then he he really is an '80s player, right? Kuzi mm-hmm. um, was a '50s player, but he he extended to '63. So I do have Kuzi here, but maybe because he only played three years, he really is tier three. Um. And I'm fine with that, which means I can keep Jerry West and Will Frazier in this tier. Yeah, I was gonna say even if even if you have Bob Cousy fully healthy, I don't think he reaches the top two tiers. If we're picking three players, top three players, I don't think he fits in there. Personally. Actually, I, I think yeah, I'm good. With yeah, Jerry West and uh, Will Frazier and and um, as my tier two. Um, yeah, and this one was harder. I had yeah, I just for tier two, I kept going back and forth. But yeah, Jerry yeah, some Will Frazier for tier two. And go ahead, Justin. Um, so Bob Cousy was in my tier two, but then I had to like think about just like the accolades and stats just lining up. And I'm like, okay, 
is Bob Cousy better than Jerry West and Walt Frazier in the decade of the 60s, even though Bob Cousy retired in 63? And I'm like, not really, you know. So we'll get to tier one because that's going to be debatable with uh, them two players. But my tier two, I have Jerry West and Walt Frazier too as well. Okay, cool. Dime. I'm curious what Dime's gonna say. Yeah, so I, I had to mention it that I was I was gonna give you guys a hard time for the one player on <laughs> Jerry West and Oscar Robertson are are intertwined, like linked. You know, they came in the league the same year, they exited the same year, and they're just I, I literally go back and forth about who's better between those two. So Jerry five, West told you who's better between those two though. Yeah. Jerry West is a very modest guy. Um I got Clyde Frazier, obviously, in Tier 2. My favorite player of all the ones we've mentioned. Um, and we all agree on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going to have to be the, the guy that goes against the grain here. I got to ride with my L.A. dog, Jerry West, is my number uh, – I'm sorry, Oscar on my Tier 2. And, yes, I'm giving that – I guess I gave it away. Jerry West is my my number one. <laughs> okay. Um, we didn't – yeah, we're at Tier 2. So you have Oscar Robertson at Tier 2. I mean, to me, there's no wrong answer in this part. Um, then when we consolidate, um, is the part that, um, yeah, me and Justin to probably, uh, consolidate, but take your arguments into consideration, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, I, I like, okay, so tier one, my tier one is Oscar Robertson. Um, I, I think, you know, in this era, um, I think he was the greatest, most, I think he, he's a guard. He was a point guard guard that I think would translate extremely well to today. Um, his skill level um, was unheard of at the time. You know what I mean? Like, which is why Jerry Watts talks so fondly about him because he was, what he was able to do on the floor was, it was just amazing to him and um he was difficult to play with because he demanded so much from his team and from his uh so people talk about jordan i was like the things i hear about oscar robertson he he was he was something else like i don't know if players from the 80s that are whining about jordan over the damn time <laughs> um will be able to play with oscar robertson from what i'm hearing um but he was I wish we had more film. Yes. Him. I did, you know, Chris sent me some film a while back on Oscar Robertson. And um, when I look at his skill level and what he was able to do, they were, and I guess when Oscar came around, they had to go back and go, you know, redo some of his stats to get, you know, because he was a triple-double king. And if they were counting them the way they should have been, I don't think Russ would have, it would have took longer for Russ to reach him. So yeah, Oscar Robertson, number one for me, because I think in this era, he was, um, yeah, to me, he was that dude. Um, I have Oscar number one, too, as well. Like you just said, like his versatile skill set was unbelievable. Guy averaged a triple-double in the uh, in the season, second all-time in mm-hmm. triple-doubles with 181. One of the best post-up guards of all time, way ahead of his time. Not just Jerry West saying that Oscar was the best player at that time. He even wrote guys, about it in his book. He, he wrote about a, Oscar in his book. 
Yes, and um, he also said it on the NBA 75th draft, mm-hmm. or oh, maybe Isaiah said it, um, that he was on the panel with Jerry West, and Jerry West said there was no battle, better person than Oscar Robinson. So it's not just Jerry West. Bill Wilson said it. Wilt Chamberlain said it. John Havlicek and Elgin Bella said that Oscar was the best player from that 60s and that he's 12th all time in windshields. If you include both the NBA and ABA in terms of windshields, he is 12th all time with 189.2. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a convincing. Would you have to, I mean, and dying in terms of number one for Jerry West, what is your, what is your argument, I guess you could say? Well, before I, I go, I just want to say that if we're just talking the, the role of a point guard and like a distributor, I think Oscar would have been my number one. But since we're just talking like players that play the point guard, I did go with Jerry West. I, I really don't know if I think Jerry West is better. It's so marginal, but I can surely make the case for it. And I think Jerry West, uh, when you talk about guys that could translate into any era, I think Jerry West is right there with anyone he was at this time the best shooter ever like at this time 1970 or whatever 75 he's the best shooter of all time his pump his pull-up going to his right not to say oscars isn't amazing but he's got the best pull-up going right i think i maybe have ever seen in my life now granted i didn't see jordan but he's got the elevation of a kobe bryant and the quick release of a steph curry in one um and the the, the time i i know the era they um in this era particularly they were mainly guards but i am going to be splitting the shooting guard so we're talking in this era i want to be clear in this era we're talking guards that were really operating as point guards well i I have an argument there as well i mean in 1970 i'm sorry 1971 when they got gail goodrich back um, by the way, and on his basketball reference, he's listed at point guard majority of his career. And and I guess, you know, as I said, there's no differentiation back then, but I see Jerry West bringing the ball up a lot, even more than like a Steph Curry does now. So like when people say Steph's a point guard, and if I get, he's probably going to be on your guys' list when we get to the 2010s, then I think Jerry West absolutely fits the criteria as well. And Jerry West in 1971, when Gale came back, he averaged nine and a half assists a game. So Jerry showed everyone that even though he's not the passer that Oscar is, no way, but he can still be a facilitator and a lead facilitator on a championship team. And 1972, at 33 years old, he averaged 26 points and 10 assists if you round up. 9.7, that was league leading. So Jerry West could show you could do both. And one yeah. of my, my big edges for him is Oscar's a very solid defender, but Jerry mm-hmm. West all-time great defender as a guard. He gets so many steals, amazing in the passing lanes. He was all defense every single year he played. Uh, he's got that never say die attitude, and I think people give him a lot of you know crap because he missed, lost in the finals so many times. But it's like what the LeBron fans say: it's like, is it worse to not make it at all? Because he did make it to the finals a ton, and losing to an all-time great team in Boston shouldn't be as frowned upon as it is. And if you look at his numbers in those series, they're rarely that he underperformed. He was fantastic. And the way he carried teams that was, Yes? Really use one of the LeBron arguments? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to make my case with him. But the thing is, he wasn't really a favorite in almost all those series until he got Will Chamberlain. And I, like, I'll just give a last to end it off on this, just to prove my example of carrying teams. 
Jerry never, at least in his first 12 years, he never missed the playoffs. I don't know what those, I know the first 13 years, he didn't miss the playoffs. I don't know what happened in 74 yet, but he in 65, Elgin Baylor was out. He had no other star on his team really. And this man averaged 46 points in the conference finals, or at that time it was known as the division finals against the Bullets that had Walt Bellamy, Gus Johnson, Don Olin, Bailey Howell, and knocked them off in six games because he averaged 46 points for the series, which is still a record to this day in the NBA for uh, an an individual series in PPG. So that's my argument for Jay West. But of course, I'm splitting hairs with Oscar and him. Mm, that's a good that's a good that's that's convincing and everything i know jerry west at one point was leading the lead in assists too as well osco led the league in assists six times <laughs> so he was not only just a score but he was also a really good passer and he happens to be a really good rebounder too as well oh jerry west was awesome i mean though i always said there's no doubt that he i mean you you can make an argument for Jerry to be tier one. You can make an argument for Oscar being tier one. I mean, it's like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, which we'll get into the centers. It's like you can pick either settle pretty much because nobody ain't going to argue with you about who was the best, you know, center. The same thing with Oscar and Jay. Nobody ain't going to argue who was the best point guard of the 60s. So if you want to, what's it called? Start out like the shared list, the consolidated list. I'm much more willing to agree to Oscar being one than, you know, I'm not going to push back. You know what I'm saying? We can hit, take him. At, and, and if we're talking passers at the point guard position, you know, we're talking about point guards. So like more in the traditional sense, Oscar Robertson for sure. Number one. Okay. So that one is, um, that one is consolidated. Now tier two, um, I think three and four are going to be a little harder. Maybe not, but tier two, Jerry West and Walt Frazier. Yes, um, no doubt. And yes. then tier three. Um, the funny thing is I kept going back and forth from Willie Wilkins. I kept, I had him at one point in four, then I put him at three. And I, I just kept wavering. Um, I'm not married to, did you, either of you have Casey Jones on your list? No, as much as I love Casey, I went with only players that had made the All-Star team uh, a couple of times, or at least once. I don't, because I don't take the All-Star game seriously as an accolade. Um, I was looking at him and stuff, and, like, you know, he 37.8 win shells, 7.7 points per game, 4.5 assists per game, 3.6 rebounds per game, seven-time NBA champion. Like, it's impressive and all, but there were some other players to me that was more impressive than KC, but KC was still a great, like, player for those championship Boston Celtic teams. Yeah, great. I'm not married. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. I was gonna say he's one of the best perimeter defenders. Yes, I'm like for sure. But I still think he's a role player, you know. And I, I all, the, all the guys I picked were like real bona fide stars. Yeah, on my list. I'm not married to removing Casey Jones, you know, like um, for the college consolidation purposes. I'm not married to taking him off my list. I think when we do post this, you know, our list of hoop spaces eventually when that site comes up. He's going to be on my tier, you know, like for this, but for the consolidated list, I have no issues with him taking him off my list. Um, so that should help with consolidation some. Um, how many of us have Monique Wilkins in tier three? I do. Dime does not have him in tier three. I think you have him in tier four. Yeah. 
And you appear to really want him in tier four by your response. Oh, no, 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 I don't care. I I, I do think, what, what, so none of you guys had Hal Greer on your list? I Hal think Greer, I did have Hal Greer, but for some reason I took him off. And what I was doing is I was looking people up and if I saw shooting guard was first, then I took them. Yeah, he. That's why he was taken off because we're going to do. We're going to redo the shooting guard. In order to have a top point guards all time, they need to be either a point guard for our purposes or a shooting guard. We well, can't. Well, the, well, the people have that have both. Well, the people guard. that have both. How do you how do you decide for the people that have both listed, like JLK or Jerry or Hal? Like well, at least I think that if they were primarily a point guard, that would be first. Gotcha. Yeah, how grill I didn't really have because I had him more of a shooting guard than a point Same. guard for me. But yeah. like you know, he's he's gonna be on the list when we do the shooting guards for sure. But yeah, he's more shooting guard than me. It's Jerry like West is gonna be on there as well. He's gonna come up again. But yeah, we'll deal with that when we when we get there. But yeah. It's definitely hard because Hal Greer played it with Larry Costello and Wally Jones, who are both also like point guard molds. Like that's why I said there's no differentiation in this era. So like a lot of times it's like two point guards are playing together. Do you know what I mean? Essentially. You're bringing up a good argument. Yeah. Um, like in terms of when we do, um, but if we were to do just guard, that would make the list even. Awesome. All guards Perfect. suffer to create like a top ten in guards. Well, we can take Al Greer off then. If you guys have him, if you guys have him reserved for the shooting guard list, then yeah, I think he's going to come up for the shooting guard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I already so, started my shooting guard list, and he's on it. Um, yeah, Jerry West is on that one too, which is why that one. <laughs> but um, okay, so Hal Greer, so he's taken off. But who who do you have? Do you, so do you have? Where do you have Matt Calvin? Matt Calvin is in my tier four. Okay. I didn't have Matt Calvin, but I'm so down to Adam. I'm not against having putting Matt Calvin in tier four. I'm not against that at all. Um, I'm not married to that. So we can have Matt Calvin in in tier four. Um, let me just I'm I'm not against that at all. So I'm just gonna on my end, I'm just gonna so Matt Calvin tier four. Okay, and I'll okay. So Lenny, so we're gonna so we remove I'm moving Casey Jones. Let me just so tier three. Let's hear you guys tier three again. Let's cause we need to lock this lock down tier three. Lenny Wilkins, Bob Cousy, Louis Dampio for my tier three. Oh, Bob Cousy, that's who I'm missing. I put Coos, Halger, and Tiny, but we're taking Hal off. It would just be Bob Cousy and Tiny. Bob Cousy, Tiny, okay. Okay, so we have. Um, Bob Cousy, Tiny, and Lenny Wilkins right now is in tier four. Um, right now, we only have Bob Cousy and Tiny Archibald in tier three. So let's look at tier four. And okay. 
the tier three and and get pull get the final person. So tier four um, consolidation right now. We have Matt Calvin in tier four. Do we agree on JoJo White in tier four? One thousand percent. Uh, well, I mean, just being on the list. I mean, he might. Yeah, be just being on that. Yeah, just being on the list for sure. He's tier four. Uh, like I said, I didn't really include him on my list. I mean, that's a great name to pick up, and he was a great Boston Celtic too with Dave Cowens and all them. So, you know what? Um, let's hear your arguments for your list because you had a different list, and I was ex- I wasn't expecting some of the names you had in your list. So, what, what is your argument for the names? Like, with well, Dave Bing, do we have Dave Dave Bing in tier four? One thousand percent, he's on tier four. Hell yeah. Okay, so we have Matt Calvin and Dave Bing in tier four. There's just the other two. We have three spots, one in tier three and two in tier four. So let's hear your argument for the two that you think belong in tier four. Okay, um, so yeah, we agreed on Dave Bing, uh, Tiny Nate Archibald. I was debating because I had him in tier three two as well but then i saw louis dampil and just saw his resume and it kind of impressed me a lot more than tiny's because louis dampil he's an aba champion a seven-time aba all-star four-time aba um he basically is the all-time leader in points. He's the all-time leader in three-point field goals for the ABA. Him and Daryl Carrier were a great backcourt duo, Very a great playmaker, could have that shooting touch. But he was like, some people say that he's more of a slasher, and uh, Carrier was more of a shooter, but he was like a slasher, but he turned into a really good shooter. He has really great court vision, um, and you know he's a playmaker he got a great shooting touch uh first pro player like kind of like a Steph Curry you know back in the ABA when they had a three-point line he was like the first one to take a three on the fast break on a daily basis um you know he wasn't really much of a defender um he had 46 block shots in this final season so I felt like his resume was more impressive than like Tiny's just because Tiny was I mean he led the league in assists and points um you know, in one season and, you know, he didn't really get like, he didn't really have much of a team around him, unfortunately, um, until he went to Boston and won the championship with Larry Bird and all. And, you know, he's his speed, quickness, ball handling, penetrate to the lane at two or six record uh, in the playoffs. He only appeared in six games in the seventies. So I just didn't think that his, resume was more impressive than Louis Dampier and windshields was 67 compared to Louis Dampier's whose windshield was 74.1. So, I mean, do you agree with that argument, um, Dime? Um, it's hard for me to go against it too hard because Louis Dampier, um, I only know the first couple of years of his career. You know what I mean? And I know that he's a sharp, ah, good point. He's a sharp shooting guard. Um, in terms of assists, now I don't think assists are always indicative of how good of a passer you are, but it's around five in the beginning of his career. Tiny is somebody who, as as Justin said, led it in points and assists, which I think is extremely impressive, especially as a guard in the early 70s. Like, that's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. – Oscar's big, a big guard. Like, Tiny, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, he's t- Tiny Archibald. Like, right. He's Tiny Archibald, right. yeah. Right. Oscar Robertson's like 6'5", 235. Like, he's posting dudes up. So – I think that's impressive. I do think, though, if we want to talk ABA, um, 
Freddie Lewis should get a mention because he was the yeah, he's good. Indiana Pacers team. He was good. He yeah. was really good. So, like, I don't know who's better between, like, Louis Dampier and, and Johnny Freeman and Freddie Lewis and Matt Calvin because I haven't seen their whole stories play out. Um, I can tell you where they're viewed in the part of the map, but that's not really accurate for this episode. So um, my only pushback with Tiny would be that I know more about him than than I know about Louis at this at this stage. I feel like everybody gets Tiny in the tier three because he's more of a popular player. And a lot of people know more about Tiny than they do with Louis Dampier because it's not really like a lot of film on him because most of his like best years was in the ABA. He did some NBA, but he wasn't really well known like what Tiny Archibald was because of the that whole thing with him. Point. That is a good point on, that is a good point. Um, the way you're talking, it seems like we need to switch like Nate Archibald should be four and the Tiny should be tier four and Louis Van Pierre should be tier three. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I felt like, because I was debating back and forth between Dave Bing and Nate Archibald who had like a better career between Dave Bing and they're really close. They're really close in terms of like, because they both can score the basketball um, and they both can assist the basketball too as well. So I felt like them two was going to be like a neck to neck and that's why I got him in tier four and I just looked at Dan Peel and I was just like you know, he is like the all-time leader in points and assists and three-point field goals in the ABA. Not even Dr. J is the all-time leader, even though we said that he's the greatest of all time. Not even Wick Berry. It's Louis Dampier. Like he played more years, I would assume Louis Dampier did than Doc and, and Rick Berry. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Because I think it's just because of the module. Because I forgot how long. When did Dr. J came in? Like 71? Yeah, the year, I'm doing, the year I'm doing right now, Doc's a rookie. Yeah, so... And th that's what I just felt like he just deserves like a good mention. And I've seen like some highlights of him and he was just unbelievable, like unbelievable with just a shoot and touch. And I just felt like he is he he's on the all NBA, uh, all ABA team that they put out. Like they put out like 30 to 40 players and he's one of them. Oh, he should be. If it's 30 to 40 players, he should absolutely yeah. be. You know, you guys mentioned Dave Bing. Are some of these guys actually better than Dave Bing? Like, Dave Bing is insanely talented. Like, when you watch his film, he, like, jumps off the screen. Like, he has some bad luck and a Detroit organization that made a lot of terrible trades. Yeah. But yeah. he yeah. was amazing. Like, I don't... He was like, amazing. He was an amazing like player. Wilkins. Yeah, I like Lenny Wilkins. I don't think he's more talented than Dave Bing. He might. He probably had a better career, though, but I don't think he's more talented, a better player than Dave Bing. But that's just my opinion, and I don't have all this footage to, to, to go off, and even people back then didn't. But Bing is just like Bing was an animal. Beast. He led the league in scoring as a point so guard. with Dave Bing, do we do we do we see Dave Bing as a tier three? I could definitely hear the argument. Over Lenny or over Lenny Wilkins? I like Dave Bing's game more. Let's hear your argument for Lenny Wilkins versus Dave Bing. Ugh, I mean, Lenny Wilkins. Dave Bing was really good. He was really, really good, good, but he didn't make an NBA Finals. Lenny Wilkins made the NBA Finals as a rookie, though, and he just never went back. But nine-time All-Star NBA, All-Star Game MVP. I don't count All-Star. That's not okay, All-Star. Okay, my apologies, but he was an assist leader. Uh, his win show titles is like 95.5. Um, excellent ball handling, ability to score. 
uh, he just, he had that leadership role right there. His overall record was uh, the playoffs was thirty one and thirty three compared to Dave Bing, who had a thirteen and thirty one record. But we said that Detroit was a bad organization. He didn't really have much teammates until he didn't he have had, anything to work with. Really, yeah, yeah. He only, he had a uh, Bob Lanier. It was like until, Jordan in the um, early eighties. Even yeah. first, he didn't have Bob Lanier till year five. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, my argument against that is. Here's the thing. If we're talking who's a better traditional point guard, Lenny Wilkins yeah. is the point guard. But if we're talking players, I'd rather have Bing. Uh, he can get his shot off on basically anyone at that time. Lenny Wilkins is much more of, as I said, like a true point guard. Dave Bing was the number one scoring option in his franchise. He was a franchise player. Lenny Wilkins came into a team that had just made it to the, won the championship like two years before with, with Bob Pettit. And he, Lenny Wilkins played on stacked Atlanta, St. Louis teams, by the way. And they just don't get enough credit because they didn't make it to the finals after Pettit retired. But he had Zelmo Beatty, who won a championship uh, in the ABA and won playoff MVP. He had Bill Bridges, who was a really consistent double-double machine throughout the 60s. Um, and he also had Lou Hudson for a bit as well, who's an absolutely great scorer. And then Marvin Bagley's grandpa, Joe Caldwell, towards the end. So... I think he just had a lot more talent to work with than, than Dave Bing. Dave Bing, I mean, these guys traded Happy Hairston in the middle of the season. Actually, no, they traded for Happy Hairston, I believe. They traded him to the Lakers for Bill Hewitt. Do you guys even know who Bill Hewitt is? Like, <laughs> that was just a bad trade. They traded Dave DeBusher for Walt Bellamy. Like, they made some bad deals, and and Dave Bing was, a, you know, suffered because of it, winning-wise. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I don't have a problem if y'all have Dave being in the tier three. I really do not have a, have a problem with it. It's just like back and forth with Tiny, Lenny, and Dave. Who's going to be in that tier three uh, for it? I just thought Lenny just had like a better career, but you just said that Dave's probably the better individual player in terms of talent that could score the basketball a lot more than Lenny because Lenny was a traditional point guard and I thought the list was based on point guards that's very traditional it is, but unless it is uh, unless we're doing a combo guard for the 60s and 70s then Dave Bing definitely gets higher I don't gets see, my... that's the thing Dave Bing I don't see Dave Bing listed on sites as a combo guard like other people are I think he was but I think that because of the construction of the teams in Detroit he was forced into that role of being the being that scorer. He was a point guard to me that I think in the sixties and seventies we are blurring those lines. I agree with I do agree with Dime. You know, like um we are blurring they have a position. I've never heard the term point guard yet. I don't know where yeah. right. be, I'll be the first to tell you when it does come. Yeah. 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 You're right. I mean, um I'm thinking based on the description of what he was able to do on the floor, Dave being I have Bob Cousy, Lewis Dampier, and Dave Bing in tier three. Any? I'm okay with are, that. Are I'm okay with it. Pros? Okay. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait after this to ask Dr. Hawk and, and Jason who the best ABA point guard was now. <laughs> yeah, I'm so curious what they're gonna say. Um, so for tier four, I have um, Nate Archibald. Yes. Um, feels weird that he's in tier four, but I get the argument. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys pushed I, him out. I was pro tiny. <laughs> um, I would be too, but just... he's more iconic than Dave Bing, though. That's the thing, right? Like, he led the league in scoring and assists. Should we put Tiny over Bing? That's the thing. Like, because Bing doesn't have playoff success either. Hey, here's here's the question though. 
as Tiny Archibald ever ran for mail because we're they on tier four. We are on, we're on tier four. Okay, Dave, Bing, Dave Bing is in tier three. We're on tier four. This is who we got. <laughs> Matt Calvin, Archibald, um, Lenny Wilkins. That would probably be the three. Plus JoJo, I think it should be the four. Now, this is what I wanted to ask. Because you had a different list for tier four. So I'm not against. Um, I probably, I'm thinking of doing like maybe an honorable mention um, you know, like Liz for this era, you know, we can do an honorable mention for anybody that we feel strongly that we didn't mention. We can do an honorable mention thing and we can have Jojo White on that list. So who do you, let's hear your argument for the one person, because we have Nate Archibald, Matt Calvin, Lenny Wilkins. Who is the one person that belongs in tier four for you for the 60s and 70s? So I never thought about JoJo White, and that was great that JoJo White gets mentioned. I said Jimmy Jones because he's the best ABA player to never won an ABA title. His shooting percentage was 51% his whole career, and that's better than anyone in ABA history. All-around guard, excellent shooter, nice pull-up Jay took, like, the very smart shots, good shots. Because he shots a high percentage shooting from the field, like I said, fifty-one percent, six foot, six foot five. He's kind of like Oscar, just a little bit though, because he was an excellent okay. passer, excellent score, excellent rebounder, capable of having big scoring nights. Like he had a career high of forty-eight points. He's a great one-on-one player. Him and Steve uh, Snapper Jones was a great uh, backcourt in uh, Memphis for the ABA. Uh, average. Uh, 18.8 points per game um, in the playoffs, 4.2 assists, 4.6 rebounds, 46 and 43 in the playoffs. Um, he also is a three-time All-ABA, 14.5 points per game as a point guard, 4.2 assists as a point guard, 3.7 rebounds as a point guard, Winshaw as a point guard, 69.5. And I felt like he's like one of the top 10 greatest ABA players of all time that everybody mentions is Jimmy Jones. Dime, what are your opinions on that? Um, oh, Jimmy Jones is a beast. The only thing I'll say about him is that he had like an insane season the second year of his ABA career. I think it was 68, 69. He was like insane. Insane. Right? But then he, the next season, from what I remember, and I, I, Jason told me this, he was made to play through a lot of injuries in 1970. If you see his numbers dropped, that's not really because he just got worse. But he really had to fight through a lot of injuries. Um, yeah, as Justin mentioned, he was on the uh, Memphis Pros with with Steve Snapper Jones, and then he goes to the Utah Stars, which is yeah. crazy. That season I'm on, they just acquired him. That's crazy to me that they got Steve, uh, Jimmy Jones. That's just stacked. Mm-hmm. But my argument with JoJo is that you know he comes into the Celtics, um, obviously post Casey and, and Sam Jones, and mm-hmm. for, for someone to score and to help Havlicek out and. That first season was rough because it was the first season after Bill Russell had retired. But then the second season when Cowens came along, they got a lot better and they slowly progressed into being two-time champions. And JoJo White is one of the only point guards in NBA history with a finals MVP under his belt. And I think that's Ooh. awesome. I think do that. He's got a great jump shot. Yeah. But as I said, right, I've only done two full seasons of JoJo's career. I'm on the third one and he's playing great right now. The Celtics are doing great. I think they're going to have a really good record this season that I'm doing. And I think they ended up having a great record. 
But that would be my argument against that. I've never, I haven't seen enough of both players to like say it with my chest, like who I think is better. But the reason I'm gonna go with JoJo is because he won a Finals MVP for the Boston Celtics, two championships as a starting point guard. And Jimmy Jones just had those injuries at starting with that 1969-70 season. And he just wasn't quite the same as he was with the New Orleans Buccaneers early on in his career. Um, but I'm hoping that he ended up having a great career anyway. So good points. I, I think those are good points. I think for um, tier four, we are gonna add, we're gonna keep, well, we're gonna add Jojo White as for tier four. So these are our tiers, um, our consolidated tiers, Oscar Robinson is tier one, tier two is Jerry West and Walt Frazier. Tier three is Bob Cousy. Um, Dave Bing and Louis Dampier. Um, I always go back and forth between them. I always have a problem. <laughs> and then tier four, Nate Archibald, Matt Calvin, um, Lenny Wilkins, and JoJo White. So those are our um, tiers for the 60s and 70s. Uh, is there a player that you want to call out as special mention that did not make one of the tiers? Um... A, a player that um, I want to give well, two players I want to shout out to as well. Uh, one, I want to give a shout out to Brian Taylor, uh, two time ABA champion, um, three time all ABA defensive, uh, all ABA team, uh, first team rookie, ABA steals leader. Um, I want to give him a shout out and also want to give a shout out to um, what was the other player that I was, oh, Guy Waddles. Uh, yeah, I was considering him, but I just thought there was better players. Guy Rogers, I was considering because he's one of the better pointers. Of exactly, and I was considering him too. But then I was looking at uh, the list. I was just like, ah, he's going to be honorable mention right there. But he's definitely should be mentioned. He was an unbelievable player. Do you yeah. have anybody that you want to mention? Again? Yeah, for sure. Um, I already mentioned Norm Van Leer, but um, Freddie Lewis. Uh, yes, didn't get the run in Cincinnati because of Oscar. Goes to the ABA and, in, and immediately becomes. What's the name again? I'm sorry. Freddie Lewis. The oh yeah, Freddie Lewis. Okay. Freddie Lewis. On the Pacers yeah. teams, you know, if you have 2K, you can play with him on the all-time Pacers team. Um, and the Indiana Pacers, like they're, they are like the golden standard of the ABA to me. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Freddie Lewis, Roger Brown, Mel Daniels, Bob Nettles, back team, and he was the conductor of that. And so I have to give him a lot of props. Um, Donnie Freeman, I think is another one, a really good score for his point guard. He was the man for the floor, uh, Miami Floridians. And he was traded to, um, to, I think it was Dallas. Yeah. Chaparral's for what's his name? Ron Boone and Glenn Coombs, which got the Utah stars to win that championship in 1971. So I think Donnie Freeman and Freddie Lewis are two ABA names, um, that absolutely deserve some mention. And then as far as NBA, uh, Phil Chenier from the Washington Bullets. I think he's a Ooh, nice point guard. Yeah, nice. good. Um, and oh, I got one more. Sorry, he wouldn't make the list of me, but he's a really good player. Is Archie Shake and Bake Clark, one of the first guys that really popularized the crossover at that time, and he obviously played for the Lakers and was in the, the centerpiece of the Wilt trade. And I thought he was great in Philadelphia, and now he's replacing Monroe in Baltimore. This was so much fun. I have really had a good time. So we have our list and we have our we have our honorable mention. When it's posted to YouTube, we'll have 
in the comments what our tiered list is. And we'll also have this up on hoopspaces.com. Um, we will have our list for top point guards. Our, you know, the next, you can move on to the next episode and we'll be going through the 80s and 90s. Yes. Um, so, you know, like join us um, as we go through this journey, we're going to be looking at the top players for every position and Dime, um, he doesn't know this yet, but he's joining us to review the 60s and 70s for each position um, because yes. he's, you know, this is his thing. So, um, you know, when we get to the shooting guard, he'll be there and we'll have the same argument about the combo guards were really the thing back then. There was just a guard role, but we'll we'll fight through it. And then <laughs> and then I'm thinking I'm gonna move the centers after that because that's gonna be a tough one. Um, centers are gonna be tough. Oh. I'm not looking forward to the centers. <laughs> I am not looking forward to the centers, but we will have to do it. So I want to thank um, everyone for watching, listening. Thank Justin and Diane for joining me on this journey, and. Um, Peace out and definitely hit play on the next episode. Thank you. And um, Liberty, Liberty, you know, like NBA, WNBA finals is going on. By the time this publishes, we may be over, but Liberty forever. Peace, everyone.